Well, I am not too proud to admit when I got it wrong. I thought Russia's offensive in Solidar and Bakhmut was finished, but it seems like they still have more gas in the tank. We're going to be breaking down just where, when, and why this is happening uh, right now. I'm Paul, U.S. Army combat veteran. It's January 17th, 2023. This is your daily Ukraine update. Let's get into it. Okay, first, when we look at the control map, you guys can see that in the last 24 hours, there have been some significant changes. First, Russia has done some advances near Klitschivka, largely over open uh, terrain. You also, in the Bakhmut area, uh, they're not reporting any advances in the city itself. However, north of the city, near Pithorodne, you can see Russia is taking control of some of these wooded areas uh, surrounding Krasnohora and, of course, advancing through Solodar, taking control of some of the western outskirts, including the rail station in Seal. Uh, recently, a you know, fairly viral photo was posted by Wagner troops uh, in front of the SEAL uh, train station. Uh, interestingly, the Wagner troops were wearing, of course, Russian patches, um, but Ukrainian uniforms, which possibly is a sign that uh, one of the reasons they seem to be able to operate in the winter uh, is because they are uh, commandeering uniforms and gear from Ukrainian soldiers who are captured WIA or KIA. Uh, so we can see that this is a fairly significant continued advance um, of around, it looks like maybe a kilometer in total. Uh, so not exactly the lightning advance, but exactly what you would expect from a gradual uh, dismounted light infantry force pushing forward when we look at the combat map you guys can see that russia is doubling and tripling down on solidar probably it seems like based on the other territories it seems like the a large number of the forces that would otherwise be operating across this line maybe have been diverted uh, to exploit the relative weakness of ukrainian forces around in and around solidar that's probably why you're seeing a number of attacks happen here and they're trying to pour troops into this gap probably in an effort as they've stated to ultimately surround bakhmut um, there are some reports uh, that russian forces are also starting to enter the urban areas of bakhmut we've talked about the reporting that they've entered some of these in the northeast uh, and in the east as well as their continued ability to advance from the south in Optine. Uh, like we've talked about, Bachman itself not possessing a ton of strategic value, um, and Russia is expending a, a large amount of its combat power trying to seize this. Um, <clears throat> you know, there's not really any reports that I've seen that these Ukrainian withdrawals are disorderly. Uh, and it may have simply been part of the plan for Ukrainians to, uh, oftentimes plans, military plans will involve contingencies, uh, circumstance-based uh, phases in which they say, hey, we are going to defend Bakhmut, but only until we take a certain uh, number of casualties, and then we're going to begin to systematically withdraw, uh, trying to punish the enemy along the way. 
So that's possible. Um, it's possible that there is weakness in the Ukrainian forces. Uh, as we've discussed, Russia's mobilization efforts probably starting to put more and more troops into combat. How well trained? Based on the videos we've seen, not that well trained and not that well equipped. Um, we've taken a look at a lot of the helmet cam footage on the Patreon. Link is in the description if you want to see that. Once a week, we look at all the viral combat videos that YouTube won't let me show you, and that sort of helps us get a really good sense of how uh, operations are on the ground. And we've we've seen some 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 photos or some video um, of Russian recently mobilized soldiers with real questionable gear and a real lack of training. Uh, dozens of them just sort of freezing up in response to combat, but. You know, there's also presumably some professional soldiers that are uh, behind the lines and are waiting for mobilized troops to identify uh, weaker regions. And I think probably you're seeing the professional troops who've been kept in reserve. That's probably who's pushing up here and probably why they're seeing some progress. So again, as always, I always like to zoom out and just, just remind people that this is the territory liberated when Russia withdrew from Kherson. This is the territory liberated in the Kharkiv offensive. And to understand the risks in Bakhmut and Solodar, you have to get pretty far down. Uh, so, you know, I hope the Ukrainian forces keep this in context. Don't expend combat power trying to preserve what's basically a symbolic victory and keep their eye on the prize, which is uh, their efforts to liberate significant pieces of territory in big, decisive advances. Uh, when we look at War Mapper, of course, who's usually the most up to date, you can see here it depicts them as having taken the Sil train station, advancing in Solodar, uh, making some advances towards Krasnohora. Um, and advancing towards Klitschivka. Uh, you can see when we zoom in on their map of Bakhmut itself, there's their advance in the Sil region. Uh, they're bumping up against Krasnodar, Piedhorodne, um, and supposedly they're willing to at least... This map has them taking a few residential blocks here in the east and advancing from the south in Optine. So... I, I, I will call it. I really thought these guys were out of steam, but apparently they still have more in the tank. Uh, Russia is nothing if not capable of continually, continually advancing. Um, as always, guys, of course, if you want to join us for the uncensored combat video breakdowns, uh, the kind that YouTube won't let me show you, they drop once a week on the Patreon. Um, Thanks so much to my lieutenant tier patrons. Uh, you guys are the ones who make this whole thing possible. And I'll see all you guys in the next one.